you're going to learn to be true dodgeballers, then you've got to learn the five D's of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. If you master the five D's, no amount of balls on earth can hit you. Quibbing, go ahead. Me or... Yeah, um, shouldn't we, like, learn by dodging balls that are thrown at us, or... That's what this sack of wrenches is for. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Any other questions? Oh, my God! Yeah, uh, Patches, are you sure that this is completely necessary? Necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy. It is Saturday, week 11. Find me on Twitter, at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. Like I said, it is Saturday, which means it's the final run-through for the Doghouse article this week. So without further ado, let's get it started. Quarterbacks. Got Lamar Jackson at the top. It's hard not to want to use him this week with a weak Texans secondary coming into town. Um, but he's going to be rather hard to pay for, so whether or not you can actually get to him is going to be really the question uh, with some high-priced running backs that we like and uh, also a couple of wide receivers that are on the higher end. So whether or not we can get to Lamar Jackson is kind of the question, but he does have plenty of upside, as we know, and we do know that he has a high floor. Next on the list is on the other side of the field, Deshaun Watson. The matchup on paper does not look good, but for whatever reason, it's just a gut feeling. I feel he's going to ball out. And same as Lamar Jackson, you're going to have the floor with the rushing ability. Um, the only real question is who he's going to be throwing the touchdowns too. Now, in my opinion, what's going to happen here is it's going to get spread around quite a bit, which is going to really negate any upside for any wide receiver, tight end, um, even a running back that he might hit in the passing game. It's going to really limit their upside, uh, which is why you will see that I don't have DeAndre Hopkins or even a Will Fuller who is questionable at this time. Um, I just don't I don't see it. So, if I don't see it, 
I'm not going to put it in there. But Watson, on the other hand, with the fact that Baltimore does give up yards on the ground, um, that intrigues me. And like I said, he could get it done. This kid, this kid is something else. Really puts in the time and the effort to make himself a better player. He's just got that it factor. Next on the list would be Dak Prescott. I do like Zeke Elliott a heck of a lot at running back this week. Um, but I cannot get away from the fact that if you look at the matchup against the Detroit Lions this week, that Prescott is in just as good of a spot. Um, I don't even really mind putting Zeke and Prescott together if you want to control the whole offense. Dallas got embarrassed last week, losing to Minnesota. And sure, Minnesota's a decent team. <coughs> but um, they're going to really want to come out here. They're going to really want to show their force. So I think you're going to see basically the Dallas Cowboys come out here and absolutely put an ass-whooping on the Detroit Lions. Uh, last but f- not least for cash, we have Josh Allen, who continues to get it done week in, week out. Um, has a relatively higher floor because he has the rushing ability, but you have a matchup against the Miami Dolphins where he could take advantage of them through the air and on the ground. Uh, Buffalo has been kind of meandering uh, the last few weeks. Uh, their last game was a loss to the Cleveland Browns. They're going to look to bounce back and take it out on the Miami Dolphins. Yes, it is a low over-under of 40.5. Buffalo favored by 6.5. I think this is a lot, a lot of Buffalo this week. GPP have Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to be popular in cash, um, but the reason why I'm not going with him is based on his price. Um, the fact that he did not look good last week, so he's h- kind of hard to trust. Um, but even in a in you know it's a it's a good matchup against Tampa as far as the passing game is concerned. Um, but he has a habit of not not that he doesn't show up, but he doesn't get. To, the overall production that we're looking for out of our quarterback when he's on the road. So I do like this game. Uh, New Orleans is favored by five and a half, 49 and a half over under. It's really enticing. Um, if this game goes off, it's going to go off for both sides. Although I do like the defense a little bit still, um, as I do favor New Orleans, the Saints defense uh, as a whole. Uh, we do lose Marshawn Lattimore, which means that we would see some uh, offense from the other side uh, coming from Jameis Winston and his wide receivers. So it is going to put the pressure on the Saints. Uh, next guy is Matt Ryan for Atlanta against Carolina. Another game I like both sides. Imagine that. NFC South week, you know, where everybody's going against one another. Um, There's going to be a lot of people going for Brian Hill at running back in cash. I understand it. We'll get to him. But 
if we're going to see a lot of ownership of Brian Hill in GPP, which I'm expecting as well, then I want to get on the passing game for Atlanta. It's a good matchup against Carolina. They are down a couple of uh, cornerbacks um, in Carolina, as well as they have another guy that's even questionable in Dante Jackson. So this could shape up to be a really, really good Matt Ryan game. Um, I don't even really mind him in cash if you want to, just because he's he's going to come underneath, uh, say, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, uh, especially on, say, FanDuel. And let's see here. FanDuel, DK, fancy draft. He's priced down. Uh, on Yahoo, he's priced above Josh Allen. I might actually lean Josh Allen a little bit. Uh, but I don't, I don't hate it whatsoever. But I want to see what happens with Dante Jackson. Not saying Dante Jackson is all that great. Um, but if they go down another corner, uh, that just makes him even that much more enticing. Next we have, oh, Jameis Winston. Imagine that. Going to be high volume. Uh, Saints, just like Tampa, they shut down the run. So that's going to put the ball in Jameis Winston's hands uh, a bit more in this in this spot. I do like the spot, but as always, uh, Winston is a risk. So um, no issues with him, but do understand that he has massive turnover potential. Last but not least, a GPP, we have Kyle Allen now. Hold on one second. I'm just texting. Okay, there we go. Um, if he wasn't so turnover prone, I would have him in cash as a pay down option. Uh, it's totally great uh, price across the board uh, from FanDuel all the way to Fantasy Draft. Um, if you want to use him in cash as a pay down option, it's fine. It would be more of a cash slash GPP play. But it is using at your own risk, and you're going to want to pair with DJ Moore, uh, definitely, if you're using him. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of people that probably want to use CMC. I think you could run the Kyle. If you're going to if you're going to risk with Kyle Allen, I have no issues pairing up, you know, with a a, a three way threat. You know, DJ Moore at wide receiver and CMC at running back. Do I think CMC is necessary? No, not necessarily. Um, just based on the plain simple fact that if CMC does get a pass uh, passing TD, what's going to happen? You're actually going to take you're going to get points uh, for that passing TD for Kyle Allen. So, if that's kind of the worry that you're worried about the pass, you know, running backs in the passing game. Um, which Atlanta, you know, should should cede to uh, CMC because he's a hell of a back. Um, like I said, you could do Kyle Allen and not have to have any CMC. You'll take some of those points away, and you can go to the other running backs that are a little bit cheaper. <coughs> Sunday Night Football options, I do not have any um, for the quarterback position. I do not like Mitch Trubisky, and I do not like Jared Goff in this matchup. Running backs. 
Uh, CMC is going to be at the top. His price has gone up again. Um, except on Yahoo, it's stabilized because they already had him maxed out at a $41 price tag. So he is hard to pay up for. If you pay up for him, you're going to have to pay down just virtually everywhere else uh, to fit things in. So I'm going to personally skip him on cash, uh, but I'll I'll get a share or two in my GPPs this week. Uh, Zeke Elliott would probably be my... Would probably... He is my top choice if you're going up on the pay scale for cash. Uh, it's a really good spot for Zeke this week. He should be in line for at least one, if not two touchdowns. Um, price on FanDuel is probably about the best that you're going to find. Uh, as, say, Yahoo, he is quite expensive at $34. He's second overall. Um, but that is a $7 savings from Christian McCaffrey. And then you're saving $1,500 as he is uh, running back two on DK at 9K. <clears throat> the guy that I'm pretty much going to lock in for cash, but you can um, you could certainly fade in GPP if you wanted to. Um, I know there is some love for Derek Carr and the passing game. The only thing that I'm going to tell you with on Derek Carr is... He doesn't get it done. He doesn't get that 20-point threshold that we're looking for uh, from our quarterbacks in cash um, and, you know, in GPP. So Josh Jacobs is the way to go. Oakland likes to run the ball. They like to keep Jacobs involved no matter if they're behind or ahead. This game they're going to be ahead. They should completely be ahead of of Cincinnati at home, you know, in Oakland. So if you want to fade, it is very high risk. This is your high risk spot right here in cash. So you need to decide, are you in or are you out? I am personally in. I know some people have takes on this. That it's better to go with the passing game. I'm telling you. In cash, do not fade Jacobs. He will be 80% or higher in cash. GPP, like I said, if you think he shits the bed, which he has proven not to have shit the bed in his better spots, then that's at your own risk. Next on the list, we have Le'Veon Bell. Um... He is involved in cash, but I stress that I'm looking at him more on the full PPR sites. So DK Fantasy and Fantasy Draft, those would be the two that I would look at. Um, he has been reaching value at the 3x. Now he's not going to have you know all that much upside unless he gets a touchdown. It is Washington, so he does have the he does have the possibility of getting it. Um, whether or not he can get two is going to be a completely different animal. He has not done it yet this year, uh, mostly because the Jets suck. So, like I said, Bell's good. Bell is pretty good for uh, DK and Fantasy Draft. As far as FanDuel and Yahoo, I'm probably looking elsewhere. Where am I looking elsewhere? Probably Tevin Coleman. I understand what happened against Arizona. They focused on him, took him out of the game. He only had 
a four-day rest period before that game as well. And that was coming off that four-touchdown performance. He's definitely priced up from where he was a couple weeks ago. But it's a really good price. Matt Breida is doubtful to play, meaning that he won't be there. Mostert probably will play and take some carries away. But this is a really good spot for running backs. Running backs against Arizona have been really good. So in the mid-range, you need to take a look at Coleman, and, you need to, and it's like Jacobs. You need to decide if you're in or out. If you don't believe in it, fine. But for me, I'm going to trust in Coleman. I'm going to trust in San Francisco that they're going to get back to ground and pound. They're going to try and keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands as much as humanly possible. This is not a Jimmy G game because you have injuries to many of his high-end passing targets. Emmanuel Sanders is questionable. George Kittle is out. So Jimmy G is not the way to go. It's Tevin Coleman. Next on the list we have the Brian Hill play. He's going to be super chalky. But I don't think it's good chalk. Carolina is really bad against running backs. And I get that. But Atlanta's offensive line has been horseshit. So can Brian Hill overcome a bad offensive line? And get the job done. Maybe. He's priced up a lot more than, say, uh, some of the value pieces that we've used before. Jalen Samuels would be an example. Jalen Samuels was coming in, you know, in the 40s. As far as running back, cost of running back. You know, the, you know, running back one, two, three, the price rankings. Brian Hill sits 31, 31, 33, and 24 on Fantasy Draft at the end. That's $5,900 on FanDuel, $14 on Yahoo, $4,800 on DK, and $10,200 on Fantasy Draft. It's a little high. It's a little high for my taste. I'm not trying to use him this week. If it happens, it happens. But I'm trying to get away from this play as much as possible. Mostly because I like Atlanta's passing game this week. So, be careful with it. He is going to be highly owned, but if there's a spot to pivot, it's going to be there. Because people, for whatever reason, think that price is good enough to where they can go up to CMC and fit in, uh, say, Michael Thomas, who's going to be the chalk wide receiver this week. I don't think we need it. 
the guy that I'm looking at, and this is all dependent upon if Jordan Howard is out this week, is going to be Miles Sanders. And he might be saying, well, Philly's playing New England. Why would I play Sanders? Well, because if you look at Sanders' price, especially on three of the sites, it's a fantastic price if he gets the opportunity. And New England is susceptible to running backs. Philly has a decent offensive line. They will get a push. If we look at pricing across the board, $5,600, dollars 12000 $4,100, and $8,100. That's $36, $43, $52nd, and 41st. Highest priced running back. So if there's a pivot spot in your cash game lineups for a guy with upside, yes, bad matchup. Guy who's going to get all the carries. Guy who is going to see looks in the passing game. Seriously consider Miles Sanders. Like I said, you're probably going to have to wait until Sunday to do it. But definitely take a look at it and decide if you like the play or not. If you want to go Brian Hill, fine. You want to save a little bit more money and probably a better player? Or he's definitely a better player. Then it would be Miles Sanders. I'm going to take a shot on the guy who, in my opinion, has way more upside, even in a bad matchup especially if he's able to allow me to move my players up in certain other spots. GPP, top of the list, Dalvin Cook. Cash slash GPP play. If you like Dalvin Cook, that's fine. <coughs> I like the player. He has potential even in a, in a mediocre matchup, which Denver is uh, for running backs. But if Minnesota's going to get ahead in this game, if they're going to shut Denver down, it's going to be on the legs of Delvin Cook. We do not have Adam Thielen again this week, which has really kind of limited the the passing game for the Minnesota Vikings. And even in this matchup against the Minnesota Vikings, I'd rather I'd rather use uh, the running back versus any wide receiver in the matchup. So. Um, I don't think you'll need Dalvin Cook for cash. But if you're more comfortable using Dalvin Cook, especially in a lineup with uh, Dak Prescott, if you want to say, and you want to use Dak Prescott instead of using Zeke Elliott, you want to use Dalvin Cook, I can get behind that. That makes sense, right? You're going to get a guy who's going to get 20 to 25 carries in a game and probably see at least five targets in the passing game. He has immense upside. He's not necessarily needed, though, in cash, like I said. But, like, GPP, fully warranted. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Uh, next guy on the list would be Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is always going to be GPP because we don't know if the son of a bitch is ever going to get in the end zone. That's what's holding them back is, is really the touchdowns. 
against Jacksonville, it's a very it's a very good spot to attack uh, with your running back. Whether or not he can actually get in the end zone, that's going to be a completely different story. You'll also notice in this game that I did not choose Leonard Fournette. I think that is going to be a speed bump. I talked about it yesterday. That Indy's defense has gotten stronger against the run. Yes, it is true that Leonard Fournette is the only game in town. But it's getting harder and harder to run against Indianapolis. As that defense gets a little bit stronger up in the front, uh, it's a little bit easier to pass. Now, you'll also notice we'll just kill off Jacksonville here too, is that I don't have D.D. Westbrook listed or Chris Conley. Talked about him yesterday. Cheaper options. D.D. Westbrook has a lot of upside. Don't know how exactly it's going to react with Nick Foles. We don't know how this offense is going to react with Nick Foles in there versus Gardner Minshew. Yes, Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Gardner Minshew. But sometimes it takes a little bit to get an offense to gel when you're switching quarterbacks like this. Especially a bad offense like Jacksonville's. So just be careful all around if you're using Jacksonville players. Next guy on the list for running backs, Devin Singletary. Should be good for cash, but you, it's like I wrote up. But you know, goddamn Josh Allen can't stop stealing the goal line carries. That's another reason why we use jo- why Josh Allen is in play. Singletary's basically got to rip off a 40-yarder to get his touchdown. Because for whatever reason, Buffalo just always has to run Josh Allen at the goal line. So I do like Devin Singletary. It's a very good spot. Um, but just be careful with it. I would, you know, if you want to run one share, sure. <coughs> I wouldn't get too heavy with it, though. Uh, last but not least, we have Carlos Hyde. Um, not going to be a sexy play uh, at all, but they are going. But the Texans are going to use Carlos Hyde a lot in this game to try and keep Lamar Jackson off the field which means it's going to give him plenty of opportunities to score touchdowns and gain yardage. So you could see another 100-yard game out of out of Carlos Hyde. They're coming off the bye, which means that he's well-rested. So um, he is definitely in play. I like it. Um, his price is a little high on FanDuel and Yahoo!, it's a lot better on DK and uh, Fancy Draft. But realize that you're you're pretty much seeding targets in the passing game unless they decide to get him involved. Uh, you're also hoping that a guy like Duke Johnson doesn't vulture him um, with, say, a touchdown reception out of the backfield sometime during the game. So... Um, I did not include Duke Johnson. I did I did really, really look into him. Um, but I'm relying more on Carlos Hyde this week. <coughs> Wide receivers. Got your shot guy, Michael Thomas at the top. Good to go. Um, you seriously have to consider whether or not you're going to fade him or not. Um, it's going to be very hard. 
it's going to be very hard not to fade him, or to fade him, I should say, um, this week. Even at his elevated price. If you do it, it's dangerous, but I get it. Uh, next on the list, I actually do include Mike Evans, just plain because um, it's a really good spot, especially with no Marshawn Lattimore in there. So <clears throat> he's a guy that I think is really safe for cash. Um, plus the fact that he has upside. So can you fit Michael Thomas and Mike Evans in a lineup together? Probably not. Not unless you're doing GPP, which I may seriously consider. Uh, you'd have to punt at all your running back spots, though, to do it. Next on our cash list, we have one of my favorite guys. Uh, unfortunately, he plays for a really bad team. That's Cortland Sutton. Uh, continues to get it done, though, week in and week out. He's getting, He's definitely getting the most targets out of all the Broncos wide receivers. And I like to target Xavier Rhodes with taller wide receivers. Um, Cortland Sutton isn't as quick as I'd like with that, but at the same time, I have a hard time not liking him in this spot. Uh, Denver will have to throw. So um, definitely consider him. His price is you know, fairly consistent across the board um, in the 18, 18 to 23 range. So um, definitely consider him. You don't have to use him if you don't have the money. Um, I don't think he's somebody that you absolutely have to squeeze in. GPP, I'd... I'd actually kind of like him because I think a lot of people are off of him. So definitely just at least keep him in consideration uh, for this week. Uh, next guy on the list, Jameson Crowder of the Jets. Uh, do like him um, as Sam Darnold has gotten a, has been targeting him lately, uh, last couple of weeks. Um Especially I like him on Yahoo where he's only $16. He comes in as the 39th highest priced um, wide receiver. Then we have the guy that I'm going to be using in my hashtag FFPiebet. Um, and that is going to be Mr. DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers. Atlanta is 32nd against wide receiver ones. They are 25th in DVP. That's points allowed to wide receivers. And then if you look at his game logs, going back to when they faced Jacksonville, 8 targets, 10 targets, 9 targets, 10 targets, 11 targets. Last two games he's gone over 100 yards. Has not gotten the TD. I would expect 1 to 2 TDs out of DJ Moore. And again, that is my choice for the hashtag FFPiebet. So, then we move on to another guy. Uh, the guy that we could definitely pair with Josh Allen, and that would be John Brown. Especially like his price over on FanDuel. Uh, $5,900. He is the 36th highest priced wide receiver. Uh, this is definitely the probably the best spot he's had in weeks to get a touchdown. Um, Josh Allen should be able to find him for enough yardage at least. We could get, you know, five receptions for 100 yards, uh, which would 
be fantastic. Um, I am looking for that touchdown. So if I'm if I'm hunting a touchdown, John Brown's due. He's due, and we need to get him in before it gets too cold out. And his whole uh, what has he got? Sickle cell or whatnot that um, uh, could affect him later in this year. Next on the list, we have Mohamed Sanu. He's the man on the outside. I like Edelman, Edelman just as much as I like Sanu. Um, the only reason why I include Sanu in cash and then put Edelman in GPP is based on Sanu's price. They should see roughly about the same amount of targets, especially in a matchup against Philadelphia. you probably see about 10 targets apiece. So... Um, if you want to take a shot on a New England wide receiver, I would take the shot on Sanu and Cash. Um, and I think you could also you could pair them both up. I don't really like Tom Brady based on his price. Um, that's why I did not include him. But it definitely, if you're looking at Philly, that's the way that you're going to beat him. Um, and it's quite possible that you know Tom Brady goes off. Um, I just like the other guys a bit more. Uh, especially in the lower end where you could see the upside and enough upside to uh, match Brady in case he does go off. So then we have Hunter Renfro, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to want <clears throat> to use Tyrell Williams, but if you, if you put the val- if you include the fact that he's value uh, compared to Tyrell Williams, uh, I like him a lot better as a guy to fit in. Um, he's getting more and more targets each week. Uh, as Derek Carr gets more comfortable with his other uh, uh, wide receiver targets, uh, even the tight ends and stuff. So Tyrell really has started kind of falling back into the group, and Renfro is coming up. Renfro has also been able to rip off some 40-yarders and get Oakland into good uh, scoring positions, if not scoring a longer touchdown. Way down at the bottom, you still have Marquise Brown, who just can't seem to get priced up, except on Yahoo. Yahoo's he's the fourteenth highest priced receiver, but on the other three sites now, you got FanDuel at forty; he's the forty-second. DK is the thirty-first. Fantasy Draft he's the fortieth. That's hell values on especially the two end sites um, for his upside against the Texas secondary that is very weak. Uh, to wide receivers on the outside. So he is still Q, uh, but I'm expecting him to play. They've kind of been keeping him out. You know, He's been having some injury issues. Some people have been saying, well, his snap count wasn't that high last week. Well, when you're beating the ever-living shit out of Cincinnati, are you really going to keep Marquise Brown on the field? The answer is no. Last but certainly not least, we have Debo Samuel. This is going to be a very popular pivot, uh, or a pivot, pay-down option. I do like Debo in the spot. Um, It's going to suck, though, because here's the thingy, okay? Everybody's looking at, you know, Emmanuel Sanders sits, and then it makes Debo, obviously, the number one target because you have... um, no George Kittle. Problem is, is that if you have Debo Samuel being the top guy, being the only guy basically that's getting anything done, then that means that he's got more of a target on his back from the defense. 
So what do I? What would I like to see? I'd actually like to see Emmanuel Sanders play. It's going to be more of a distraction for the Arizona side. So that would allow Debo to get open a little bit more. Um, that's just my feeling on it. If you don't believe that, if you think even if Samuel or if Sanders sits, hey, let's just take a shot on him anyways. Fit him in. He's got high upside. I get your thinking. But it's going to be a very popular opinion. GPP, Amari Cooper. Uh, more of a cash slash GPP play, if you will. Um, don't necessarily have to run him in cash, especially if you're using Dak Prescott, because you will get a part of every touchdown that he gets. I would expect one to two. I would expect him to do what he has been doing and getting 100 yards every week. Next on our list, we have Chris Godwin. Um, Godwin has not produced to his full potential in weeks. Everything's pretty much been Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Mike Evans. Um, it is a good spot for him, though. Uh, in the slot, Bucks are going to be forced to pass against the Saints because of their, uh, the Saints' ability to stop the run. So I will consider Godwin, uh, but I do like Mike Evans more. Uh, below Chris, Chris Godwin, you actually have Julio Jones. Should actually be included in cash because his price is so good. So we're going to make him a cash slash GPP play. If you can fit him in, do it. Uh, but it's going to be tough. Okay. So I did say in here, if you really want to have some balls, you trade Michael Thomas out for Julio. You pay it out for Julio, who could smash in this spot and equal or exceed what Michael Thomas will do this week. It will allow you to pay up at more spots. Okay, so if you're doing it, you're doing it completely to pay up everywhere else. You're paying up at running back. You're paying up at your tight end. You're paying up at... Maybe your quarterback position, you want to make it stronger. Stuff like that. Uh, we got into Julian Edelman. He is going to be covered by uh, Avante Maddox, who is a guy that I really like to uh, attack. Um, like I said, he did not make cash because of his price. Um, but it is, it is, it's a really good spot for him, and that's why he is priced up where he is. Uh, next on the list, I got Curtis Samuel. I like DJ Moore more. Uh, but there is no design that Samuel is in play. He's got a he's got a great matchup as well, so definitely consider him, especially if you want to uh, either stack up that game or put in a stack for uh, Carolina. Like Calvin Ridley on the other side, uh, there will be some love for Russell Gage, but if you're looking for pure upside, Ridley has more way more upside than Russell Gage does. So, and they're actually fairly. Price similarly on FanDuel. Let me scroll up here. I know, it's running long again. I'm trying to get through it, guys. Um, on FanDuel, he, Ridley is only $200 more than Russell Gage. So I'm going to pay more. I'm going to pay up for Ridley there. Um, you can make the case on every other site that if you wanted to pay down for Russell Gage just to have exposure, um, no Austin Hooper, so the targets are coming out. Uh, more and about, 
but I think it's going to be a Julio first, uh, Calvin Ridley second day. Next we have Terry McLaurin. I included him in GPP, but I don't like it. Mostly because of Dwayne Haskins. I can't trust him. Uh, this is another play that's going to be really, really popular. You're probably going to see it in cash. So just expect it. Um, but I'm not going to dare do it. That's me personally. If you think McClure could get it done, sure. But like I said, you're completely relying on Dwayne Haskins to get this done. And he has not shown that he can do this. So be careful. Last but certainly not least, you got Traquan Smith of the New Orleans Saints uh, coming out of the slot against Tampa. Very high upside, very low floor. So be careful with it. I do like it. If you want to run it, New Orleans stacks. It's more than it's more than doable. Um, the matchup is there, um, so you're going to have to make a decision if that's going to be one of your pay down spots. Sunday night football options: Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. Gonna pass. I didn't even I didn't even say anything about the running backs yet for Sunday Night Football. Uh, David Montgomery is very very questionable for Sunday Night, which be, which would put Tariq Cohen in play. It's a cheap it's a cheapest shit option uh, if you wanted to run that route. But I I I don't like that game as a whole from the offense. So uh, moving on to tight end. <coughs> Get through this one quick. Mark Andrews is at the very, very top. Uh, best price is going to be on uh, Yahoo, where he is the fourth highest priced tight end. Uh, if you have the money, he is the top option to get your hands on. Because uh, there's going <laughs> to. Also, if you're paying up this week at tight end, you're, get, you're being very contrarian compared to the field in cash. Um, Ross Dwelly is going to be very highly owned for San Francisco based on the fact that George Kittle is not there. Here's the issue. If you paid attention, if you looked at the spreadsheet that I sent out yesterday versus today, you're going to notice two differences if you scroll to the San Francisco 49ers. And that's Levine Tololo and Garrett Selleck. Both of them were questionable yesterday. Guess what? The Q tags came off. Which means that they're involved. Garrett Selleck was the tight end before George Kittle got there. Which makes me believe that Garrett Selleck is going to be the top target. The only problem is you can only use them on two sites unless it's changed for uh, Sunday main only, um, which I haven't checked for DK and Fantasy Draft. Um, I guess this could actually be an option that I didn't include for GPP is actually Garrett Selleck uh, using him versus Ross Dwelly if you can do it. Um, it's it's a high-end risk because it could get you know completely spread around. Um but there's a lot of people that are going to use Rastwelli and they're going to get fucking burned this week. So I do have a spot that's comparable that's very safe. And I'll get to it. After we deal with Jared Cook, who's in a very good spot, 
Tight ends against Tampa have been very good. Um, if you can't get up to Andrews, I don't mind the spot. Next, we have Jason Witten. I especially like his price on Yahoo, where he's only $13. He's been getting it done lately, and he has a good matchup with the Lions. Understand you do have to deal with Blake Jarwin. Um, but it has appeared that Prescott has gotten back to this basics, and he's using Jason Witten more. Um, next on that list would be Greg Olson. They've been middle of the road versus the tight end, but they have lost their main safety uh, that covers the tight end, which means the tight ends have gotten a little bit better in there. Um, and he's definitely a guy that uh, Kyle Allen is going to look is going to look for. Um, I don't mind it only if you're not using DJ Moore in cash, okay? But like I said, it's stupid if you're not using DJ Moore in cash. So um, probably more of a GPP option. Uh, the guy that I am looking to pivot off what Ross Dwelly is Dallas Goddard of the Philadelphia Eagles. Why? Bad matchup, right? It's a terrible matchup. Terrible matchup against the New England Patriots. Why would you even think about this? Well, I'll tell you why. So Goddard is relatively priced right where Ross Dwelly is. It's weird. I don't know why. So we have Alshon Jeffrey out for the Eagles. That's already beneficial. That was official yesterday. So if New England's going to shut down one of Carson Wentz's weapons, it's not going to be Miles Sanders. It's not going to be Nelson Aguilar. It's not going to be Mac Hollins or J.J. Arcega-Whiteside or Jordan Matthews, which somebody, Dan Servadidio took Jordan Matthews in the FF pie bet, and I think he might have been stoned. Um, the guy that they're going to take out is Zach Ertz. The Eagles run what's called an 11 personnel. It's a two tight end set. So that means that Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard are on the field at the same time. Carson Wentz has looked at Goddard a lot in the passing game, as shitty as Carson Wentz has been this season. When Zach Ertz is taken away, he locks onto Dallas Goddard. New England's going to let Goddard have the receptions. As long as Zach Ertz is not beating them, your other options are always available. So in cash, if you're going to pay down, yeah, it's a risk. But I think it's a very well-calculated risk, in my opinion. So if you're going to pay down at tight end, instead of paying up, which is what I'm going to try and do, is try to pay up and get Mark Andrews. If you're not doing that, take a look at Goddard. Take a look at Goddard. You'll thank me later. GPP, we have Darren Waller. He hasn't been getting it done. Um, and on the fact that they're going to be ahead, because in my belief, because of Josh Jacobs, and I think the play is very shaky. Um, but if you are on the Derek Carr side, then you're probably not using... You're probably not not using Waller. You're, you can't use a double negative. Come on, Roy. 
If you're using Derek Carr, you're using Darren Waller. Is it a very good spot? Yes. But I think there's better spots to go. Mark Andrews, Jared Cook, Jason Witten, stuff like that, that you don't need Waller. Another guy to take a look at, if you need something to correlate with against the Cowboys, would be TJ Hawkinson of the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's a guy that Driscoll is getting involved. He did very well last week, um, just did not get the touchdown. So um, it's quite possible that you will see it this week. I do like his price a little bit more on two sites. Um, Yahoo and Fantasy Draft are the two best prices. Uh, where Yahoo, he's only 12 bucks, so he's 2 bucks above minimum, uh, which is perfect. Uh, perfect in that case. So Sunday Night Football options for Yahoo and Fantasy Draft. Uh, you're looking at Gerald Everett. He is Q-tagged right now. Um, I'm still expecting him to play. They actually have all the tight ends questionable. So it's going to be curious to me if that if we figure out today uh, what's going on there. Uh, it would be great if Higby and Munt are out. That would mean that you'd want to really look at Everett in this matchup against the Bears, who have been susceptible to the tight end. See uh, TJ Hawkinson last week. Defenses, <clears throat> probably pretty standard. We're just going to go in there. New England Patriots, number one. Um, Carson Wentz sucks. Like I said, I mean, you could use the value on... on um, you can use the value on Philadelphia and still use the New England Patriots defense, in my opinion. So don't be too afraid with that. Um, another defense that I really like is the Minnesota Vikings. They are at home. Uh, it's a hell of a good price on Yahoo especially. Dallas Cowboys, love them. Great price. Probably the defense that I'm going to use the most, uh, especially over on FanDuel. They're the 12th highest priced defense. Uh, so you're getting really good value there. Um you want a pay down option? You guys wanted your pay down option? Take a look at the Arizona Cardinals. $3,500 on FanDuel, $10 on Yahoo, $1,500 on uh, DK, and only $3,900 on Fantasy Draft. If you want a pay down spot to use to pump up everything else, take a look at the Arizona Cardinals. Even if I'm running Tevin Coleman, I will look at the Arizona Cardinals. It is a great fucking paid out spot. Because San Francisco, even with all the injuries, I don't see the game shooting out anyways. Unless, you know, Tevin Coleman just absolutely destroys them, which is a possibility. But I don't think it gets out, completely out of hand. Um, so definitely consider it. GPP. San Francisco 49ers at the top. It's going to be hard for me to pay for them, though, because uh, um, I do. There's a risk. There's a risk with them when they're sitting right there where the New England Patriots are, which I'm higher on. So, and then uh, New Orleans Saints. What did I say? It's Jameis. It can happen. Uh, it's a really good price actually over on DK, where they're the 15th highest price defense. At twenty nine hundred bucks, but like I said, if you want to pay all the way down, go with the Arizona Cardinals. Who's running with me? Fucking YOLO. <laughs> oh God, I need to get some. I need to quit drinking White Claw. 
Uh, Sunday Night Football options, I think the L.A. Rams and Chicago Bears are both in play. Uh, Chicago Bears are actually really uh, comfortably priced right about in the mid-range on DK and Fancy Draft, which is the two sites that I'd probably use them, although the FanDuel price actually isn't too bad. No, I'd rather use the Cowboys. Oh, it doesn't matter anyways. We're just dealing in Yahoo and Fancy Draft for that shit. So yeah, fancy draft would be the best price. So that's it. Um, I am going to be around this afternoon. Uh, I do have a hockey game that I'm going to uh, go to with my girl. So um, that's where I'm going to be tonight. So if I don't get a whole, if I don't get back to you right away, um, it's because I'm at the game. I will take questions when I'm in the car. Uh, going down and coming back because I'm not driving. So I will have my phone on me, and we can go ahead and DM and text back and forth. So I'll leave you there. Good luck, everybody, this weekend. Like I said, <clears throat> get a hold of me if you got any questions, if you want to go over lineups. Uh, the, full-time, uh, the full-time DFS Slack chat, I'll be in there. Uh, every once in a while tonight, so um, I'll, yeah, I, I guess just leave it there. Um, good luck, you guys are going to be well ahead of the curve uh, if you're listening to this podcast. So um, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week. We're going to fucking smash the world. We're going to fucking smash the world tonight. Talk to you guys later.